welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey there, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and I am thrilled to be with you this week. I apologize for not checking in with you guys last week, but it was a crazy week here. As you know, we had the election and I was super addicted to the news. I don't know if addicted is right the right word, but I was watching the news just like you and everybody else and I wasn't listening to a whole lot of podcasts, so I'm sure you weren't either, simply because we had bigger fish to fry, right? So here we are, and we have the perfect opportunity this week to reset, to nourish our nervous systems, to get back to basics, get back to your movement practice, if that's yoga or getting on your Peloton or going for a run, getting back to your meditation practice, if that's something that you do, getting back to journaling, getting back to whatever it is that you do to take care of yourself. I really implore you to put some boundaries and scheduling in place this week to really make sure that you show up for yourself because we all collectively and each of us individually went through a whole lot last week and our nervous systems are really unwinding from all of that tension that we put upon ourselves for, you know, six days straight. So with that said, let's talk about the stars this week. We are finally resuming forward motion. This is really exciting. We have Mercury, which already has been direct. So Mercury station direct on election day. We talked about that on the podcast two weeks ago when we talked about how election day was going to be really wild. Mercury was stationing direct. That hasn't happened since 2000 when we had the Bush versus Gore, that whole thing that took many weeks. Luckily, we don't have that kind of a situation. We knew within at least one week, right? But it was still pretty painstaking. And we knew that it was going to be confusing. We knew that there was going to be a lot of chaos because of that Mercury stationing on election day. We still have Mars retrograde and Mars has been retrograde since September 9th. Last week, we felt really stuck. We felt really stuck because Mercury was squaring Saturn for the entire week. Because Mercury stationed direct and Saturn moved slower, they were locked in this square. And that's what made things feel so frustrating. It made feel things feel like they were so slow going. But the tide is turning and we're picking up speed we really made it through the toughest part of the year. As Mars stations direct this week on Friday, we're going to pick up even more speed because Mars rules forward motion. Mars is also going to be stuck at 15 degrees this whole week 
because he's slowing down to turn around and go direct. So if you have anything in your chart at 15 degrees, that is being activated in a major way right now by Mars. So if you are a person that is attuned to your chart and you know how to look at it, check out and see if there's anything at 15 degrees in your chart, any planets or any angles. Angles are your rising, your descendant, your midheaven, and your IC at the base of the chart. And if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. But if you do know what that is, Something cool to check in on is, is there anything at 15 degrees in your chart? Because that is being charged up by Mars right now. But here's the good news. We've made it through the toughest part. Mars rules our, our drive. It rules our ambition. It rules our motivation. It rules our sex drive. It rules the things that keep us moving forward. And so With Mars in this retrograde, it's felt like we've all been suspended midair. We can't really go forward. We can't really go backwards. We're stuck and we're in suspension. And that's kind of how this election season has felt to me. Like nothing really could resume forward motion until after the election, but we were all spinning our wheels doing whatever we were doing. And a lot of those things were productive. I mean, I think this Mars retrograde really did teach many of us about the importance of patience and the importance of taking step-by-step action. Small steps in a particular direction will get you where you're going faster than big leaps most of the time. And I think we learned that this Mars retrograde. So with that said, it is a week of forward momentum and I am very, very happy to be sharing that with you. But at the same time, it's also the last quarter of this moon cycle. The last quarter of the moon cycle, each moon cycle, which is every 30 days, every 28 days, um, it's an opportunity the last week of the moon cycle to go inward, to get quiet, to take care of yourself, to check in with you, to release whatever you're holding on to that's not serving you, to make space for the new moon intentions that you want to bring in. So this is the last quarter of the moon cycle, and it's a great time for you to get back to basics, self-care, take care of you, and give yourself the space and the time to heal and integrate all that has gone on in this Mars retrograde cycle that started way back in September, okay? So this week kicks off with some tension, And so the week is not without tension, but the week does give us forward motion. So on Monday, we had Venus oppose Mars. And this is a fighting energy because Venus is the feminine, Mars is the masculine. And this can manifest as fighting with your partner. It might manifest in fighting in other ways. Because Venus is in Libra, which is her home sign, it's her domicile, and Mars is in his domicile of Aries. And when they are on opposite sides of the zodiac like this in their home signs, you know, there can be turf wars, right? So we are probably feeling that tension. And this is a foreshadowing of next week. Venus is going to have some tension with the Capricorn planets. So if you've been holding your tongue or holding back 
your feelings around the election or your feelings around the pandemic or whatever it is, this is a week where you might just let it rip and be mindful of that. People are going to be cutting with their words. This is a week where words will cut deep because Mercury heads back into Scorpio on Tuesday. You might recall that Mercury was retrograde, and when he retrograded, he went from Scorpio back into Libra for a little bit. And now, as he is moving forward once again, he's finished up with Libra, moving back into Scorpio for the second time this year, and he'll continue on moving forward through Scorpio and onward. But when Mercury is in Scorpio, our minds are super focused. We're looking for the truth that lies beneath the surface. Maybe what someone isn't exactly telling us, we're looking for the level or the layers below that. And finally, our words cut deep. So if you get into a fight this week, you might cut really deep with your tongue. So something to notice, something to be mindful of. Scorpio season, which we're still in the season of Scorpio, the sun is in Scorpio. This is in fact our last full week of Scorpio season because next week the sun will move into Sagittarius, but that's not until the 21st. Scorpio season is about looking below the surface. When the sun is in Scorpio, we are usually having a feelings illuminated that we don't want to look at. But this time of year gives us an opportunity to go inward and suss through some of that stuff so that we can clear it. So when the light is shed on the parts of ourselves that we maybe don't like so much, it makes it easier to heal it, forgive it, come to terms with it, and live more in alignment with yourself, with your truth. So this time of year is really powerful. In the Northern Hemisphere, we have the longest nights. We have more darkness, more time to turn inward because there's less light during the day to be out in the world doing things. Of course, we're not doing that many things because we're living in a global pandemic. But every year, this time of year rolls around and it's the perfect time right before the holidays, right before you head into festivities, right before you spend time with family, you know, check in with yourself go into the back dark corners of your mind and clear out some of the gunk that has been weighing down on you. And that's what this time of year gives us an opportunity to do, but it can make us very sensitive and it can make our words cutting. And that is something to know when Mercury is in Scorpio. With that said, you might be feeling with the Mars retrograde, with the sun in Scorpio, you might be feeling like your boundaries are being challenged. You might be feeling like your values are being challenged. And that's really tough stuff. I've been talking about this for months. A big theme of this year, because we had the Venus retrograde in the summer, and now we have the Mars retrograde wrapping up. A big theme of this year is coming to terms with what you value in your relationships, how you want to be valued and how you value others. And so 
our values in general are very much on the big board right now. We're all having a reckoning with what our values are, what we'll stand for, what we won't stand for. And when other people around you, when you notice they don't share your values, it can be really challenging. And it can be really challenging when you're trying to connect with someone that you love and your values are not in alignment. And so we might, some of us might be coming up against that right now, especially because it is the sun in Scorpio season and the darkness is being illuminated. Things that we haven't seen before are being illuminated. Things that we didn't want to see or didn't choose to see are being illuminated. So that is something to keep in mind as we move through the week. Um, that theme will show up again later this week, and we're already feeling it when Jupiter and Pluto meet up. We're in this time of um, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn have all been hanging out together in Capricorn all year. Capricorn rules the foundations that support us, as well as our government, as well as corporations and banks, all of the structures that have been supporting us or that we understand as being supportive to us, right? The things that kind of hold society down, that give us anchors, those things have all been upended this year. And so when Mars went on his retrograde journey, he has had the opportunity to meet up with those guys three times. Now he's going to meet Pluto one more time, but he's not going to meet up with Saturn and Jupiter until they've already moved into Aquarius. As the weeks go on, we're going to talk more and more about that, but I do want you to have your eye on December 21 because on the winter solstice, Jupiter and Saturn will meet up and we will have what we call the great conjunction, which happens every 20 years and can be an incredibly productive forward moving aspect or transit. Keep your eyes peeled on that. We'll talk about it more soon. But coming back to this week, we've got another big thing happening. This year, by the way, is the big, the word of the year, I think, is unprecedented. The astrology of this year is in some ways unprecedented, or at least unprecedented for our lifetimes. We've had so many big conjunctions, squares, big, big, big transits that have happened this year. And so we bookend this year with two of really big ones. We started the year with Saturn and Pluto coming together. That's a once every 35 year transit. And we're ending the year with Saturn and Jupiter coming together. And that's a once every 20 year transit. And in between, we have three conjunctions of Jupiter and Pluto. Jupiter normally meets up with Pluto only every 12 years, and it's usually a one and done. But because of Jupiter's retrograde journey this year, he is meeting up with Pluto three times. So the first time was April 4th. The second time was June 30th. And now this Thursday, he meets up with Pluto one final time Three is the charm, right? So this week on the 12th, Jupiter will meet up with Pluto. And this is really interesting because Jupiter is the equivalent to Zeus in the Greek mythology. And Pluto is the equivalent of Hades. 
So this is like the meeting up of heaven and hell. And it's really rare for these guys to meet up three times in one year. Jupiter is the god of the gods. Pluto is the god of the underworld and death and transformation and rebirth. So when these two guys get together, it's really interesting because Jupiter illuminates and expands everything it touches. So on one level, you could think of it as Jupiter expands the death of Pluto. And so what are we seeing? We're seeing a global pandemic that is taking lots and lots of lives all across the world. There is a lot of parallels in astrology between various epidemics and Jupiter and Pluto meeting up because people have been studying astrology for many years, thousands of years, and they find these parallels and the parallels are pretty striking. But there's something else here that I would really want you to consider. Jupiter is also bringing the light to what is hidden because Jupiter is the light and Pluto is what's in the darkness. It's what's hidden. It's what's below the surface. I don't think Pluto is inherently bad. I think Pluto is transformative and powerful and potent and important. Jupiter is bringing the light to what is transformative, powerful, potent, and hidden. So we're seeing the stuff that's hidden. So one of the reasons you're seeing so many conspiracy theories is because these are things that were living on the dark web and now we're bringing light to them. And now major publications are talking about various conspiracy theories and movements, if you will. With Mars being stuck this week at 15 degrees Aries all week, because he's trying to turn around and move forward, which is what he likes to do. He loves to run forward and he likes to go fast. It can be really frustrating when you see something and you know it's true and you're seeing it in the light of day and other people don't see it as clearly or they don't see it at all. It can be so frustrating. And with Mars stuck at 15 degrees, it can feel even more frustrating because you're like, You want to shake someone awake and you can't do it. The Mars retrograde has been interesting because while it has given a lot of us great lessons in patience, it has also illuminated where and who is acting from a selfish place. There's a lot of selfish behavior when we have a low vibration of Mars. So every planet, every sign is a low vibration and a high vibration. You can always choose to lean into the astrology for your highest good and your highest knowledge and to learn more about yourself. Or you can experience the lowest vibration, just like anything else in life. You can use it however you want to use it. The low vibration of Mars and Aries is that it's selfish it puts itself first. It doesn't think about anyone else. It can also be really overbearing. And so what are we seeing? We're seeing a lot of people, mainly the occupants of the White House, being really selfish and saying, this isn't what I want, so I'm not going to accept it. And when I think of the low vibration of Mars and Aries, I think of the petulant child. And that's what we're seeing a lot of people 
acting, whether it's about mask wearing, whether it's about politics, whether it's about whatever's going on in their life personally, it can be hard when we're operating in that space to get out of that space. And it's really hard for people you, that love you to get through to you when you're operating from that state. So that's something to consider this week. But this is the last time Jupiter will meet up with Pluto. And then he's not going to come back for 12 years. And Saturn and Jupiter will be headed on to Aquarius and we'll have better things to come. We'll have work to do, but we'll be thinking about the future and we'll be less stuck in the past. And that is a good thing. So the end of the week brings us to the new moon. So the new moon on Sunday is in the sign of Scorpio. And this new moon is very much about expressing your desires. So we've been talking a lot about how Scorpio really gives us the access to the parts of our psyche and the feelings that we don't normally want to dig into. One of those emotions, one of those feelings, one of those pieces of your psyche is your desire. And a lot of women have a lot of trouble reckoning with their desires and reckoning with being clear and honest about what they want. So this is a wonderful opportunity, this new moon, to get really clear on what you want, get really clear on what you desire, and be unforgiving in claiming it and expressing it. We're going to have Venus square Pluto on Sunday. So in that new moon chart, we have Venus square Pluto. That can bring up challenges in your relationships that have until now been hidden or maybe things that you didn't want to look at. So pay attention to what's coming up in your relationships this week. Pay attention, especially on Sunday. And I recommend doing some journaling or doing a Newman ritual around what are your desires in your relationships or what are your desires for your life, maybe for next year. And be really unforgiving in expressing that to yourself. Because once you start expressing that to yourself, whether that's in your journal or through an affirmation that you repeat throughout the day, it'll be easier to express it to other people. Okay. So that's your astrology for the week. I want to remind you that it's a great week to reset, come back to basics, nourish your central nervous system, do things that help you take, you know, recharge and restore your energy because I know we all were pushing so hard for the past few weeks and months. And really we've been all under so much stress, so much pressure this year. So this is a good week to get back to basics, do the things that help you take care of you, whether that's making healthy meals, whether that's showing up on your meditation cushion every morning, whatever it means for you. Before we go, I just want to take a quick journey with the moon this week. So we start the week with the moon in Virgo on Monday and Tuesday, which is great. Moon in Virgo really helps us to reset 
because Virgo loves routine. And this is a great week to check in with your routines. Make sure that your routines are supporting you, not stressing you out, but supporting you and helping your nervous system chill out. On Wednesday, the moon's going to move into Libra. And then the moon will be in Libra until Friday. And then Friday, late in the morning, the moon moves into Scorpio and we start to energize on that new moon. So if you want to do a new moon ritual, you can do that. I would say after Mars goes direct on Friday. So after 7.36 PM Eastern on Friday, Saturday is a great day to do it. I will say the sun is in a really nice aspect to Pluto and Jupiter and Neptune this week. So it's a great week to illuminate where you want to go, how you want to move forward, because this forward motion, this forward momentum, it's only starting. It's going to pick up and it's going to get real fast. And before you know, it's going to be New Year's Eve. So this week, the sun is in Scorpio making really nice aspects to Neptune, which is the planet of dreams and to Pluto and Jupiter, which we talked about before, which are meeting up this week, illuminating what's hidden. So really use that sun in Scorpio to get clear on what you want and where you're going. Because again, 2021 will be here in no time. And the moon, of course, stays in Scorpio until we have that new moon. The new moon's going to be right after midnight on Sunday, Eastern time. And then mid-morning here on the East Coast at 10.47 a.m. on Sunday, the 15th, the moon moves into Sagittarius. And that is going to be a nice, it's a joyful place for the moon to be. It's fun. It likes to kick back. It likes to be just having a good time. So that's going to be nice after our Scorpio new moon, which is going to be a little bit serious and a little bit intense, but really productive. One last thing, this new moon opens up the door to eclipse season. Oh my God, eclipse season. We just had that, didn't we? Six months ago. So the eclipses roll around every six months and they are a portal, a vortex of energy within which transformation is really tangible and it speeds things up. And so, as I said, we're feeling the forward motion pick up. It's going to get much faster once eclipse season rolls in. So technically that eclipse season begins with this new moon in Scorpio. And then we have our first eclipse of eclipse season on the 30th of November, when we have the lunar eclipse at the full moon, just a footnote for you to keep your eye out, but don't worry. Eclipse season, it comes, it goes, we all grow and we're better for it. Not something to be worried about, just something to be aware of. So I hope that's helpful. I hope you are doing well. Once again, last time I'll remind you, please take care of yourself. Use this week, this last week of this lunar cycle to reset, to reconnect with the routines that support your nervous system disengage from the news for a couple of days, give yourself some time to really just come back to you. All right. I'll talk to you next week and I send you lots of love and clarity and forward motion this week.
Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you liked the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.